back. It's the First and Ten podcast. We are getting ready for the 2020 season, even if some players aren't. Uh, we are here to do some previews this week. So I'm your host, Ross, with me as ever is Dave. Hi, you're right. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah. It's been it's, a while. Uh, yeah, it feels like it's been ages. I did a quick one for the Fantasy Leagues on Sunday night or Monday night, whatever it was. But yeah, yeah it didn't feel like a real one. It was just a quick <laughs> sort of thing. But yeah, it's weird isn't it yeah it is we are back we're not sure we're still waiting aren't we basically for confirmation that the league is gonna is gonna start again on time and the majority of the players i suppose yeah i feel like they will start i feel like uh it's the nfl pretty much the whole way through this whole thing that yeah it's sort of been business as sort of close to usual as possible and Mm. yeah it feels like uh it's gonna happen yeah i think think it it will do it would just be a bit weird i think yeah, I think the biggest thing is going to be if they do sort of have breakouts within teams, how they solve that. Like, there's already talked that like, the Super Bowl could be pushed back a few weeks if needed, and I guess that's what will happen. It'll probably be sort of make-up weeks at the end of seasons and or something like that. But yeah. I have close to no doubt that we will see a season just because like, there's so much money involved, exactly. and that's, yeah, that's basically it. why. Like, yeah. That's the reason every... we saw the Premier League come back, because there was so much money right yeah. in it that it had to. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Premier League's gone pretty smoothly. Like, there's yeah. not been too much issues with that. But, I mean, uh, it, not that we're great, but at the moment, we're in a hell of a lot better position than America. That's sort of, yes. that's where the big issue comes. It's not necessarily the NFL. I sort of trust the NFL to keep things relatively under control. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, the players go out for to pick up some food and they could catch it at the moment out there, isn't it? It's going mad still, yeah, but... Just can't leave the house, basically. But... Yeah, and there's too many players to do like a bubble situation they're like the NBA are doing it's just a bit of a mess yeah the NBA have got it nice because it's, it's limited rosters but yeah 52 yeah. players well 80 players isn't it at the minute on the squad yeah 80 it's plus at least as many in staff if not probably yeah. two three times that it's just it's never going to work maybe no. the only thing they could do is maybe do some sort of regional thing and you mm. know like teams all go to one place and split them into I don't know like pods or something but yeah. I don't really see that happening I think they'll just sort of carry on as usual, won't they? I mean, they've all got private jets and stuff, these teams, haven't they? There's not their flying and having to sort of go through and mix <laughs> with other people. With the public, are they? Yeah, and I think some teams have sort of done their own sort of mini bubble within the team, haven't they? Which yeah. I would guess come the season we'll probably see all the teams doing something similar, but yeah, yeah. it's just the unknown, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, if I was, if well, I am a better man. So I was going to say, if I was a better man, I, I am a better man. But I would, uh, I would bet on a season happening, and I'd feel pretty confident on that. Yeah, I think I'm, think, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, let's get straight into it. Then we're going to ignore news for today. We're just going to do some previews. We're going to start with an AFC preview podcast, and then we're going to follow up with an NFC preview podcast uh, a few days later. Let's start with your division, Dave. I'm looking at the odds now to win the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are five to four. The Patriots are also five to four. The Jets seven to one, and the Dolphins nine to one. To make of those. Um. I mean, pre-opt-outs, I, I, I sort of, once we signed Cam, because mm. we haven't done a pod since uh, no. the Patriots signed Cam Newton. But uh, yeah, it was pre-opt-out. I think the Patriots were probably going to sneak up and end up as favourites. But yeah. yeah, right now, I think the Bills are rightfully favourites. But I don't really have any faith in any team in this division right now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it wouldn't be... I mean, would you say the Jets were 9-1? to 9-1, one? to one, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel that crazy that they could win nine games and win the division. To me, anyway, like, I know... Obviously, they've had a big trade. We'll come. We'll talk about that at some point uh, in the not too distant future. Um, but they've had that and a uh, big opt out with um, Mosley. But yeah. you know, it still wouldn't be a big shock. Like Sam Darnold's a good player who can jump up, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, let's go. For it's that. with her, him, and these three, but especially with their, their. <laughs> NFL.com. Oh, I play videos. <laughs> I've got that. Uh, right, let's get into the teams and let's start with the, the de facto favourites, and I suppose the Buffalo Bills. Um, what are their weaknesses hidden into this season? I mean, there's no standout weakness. Um, the defence is obviously great. Yeah. I think that's start got really good coaching. Um, I've added some good pieces on offence. Mm. Stefan Diggs comes in and. He's obviously a talented receiver. Yeah. Um, Zach Moss had in the draft. But it ba- that offense basically comes down to if you trust Josh Allen to mm. really get it done. And 
I sort of do, but at the same time, I don't in any way. It's. Um, I think he, yeah. he grew a little bit throughout last season, but yeah. he's still got that Josh Allenness about him. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are really high on Allen this year, like especially when you look at fantasy and all that sort of thing. And I'm sure we'll get to fantasy in the sort of coming weeks. But yeah. I mean, there's a good chance last season's the best season he ever has. You know, um, yeah. I don't think it's out of the question that last season is sort of going to be better than this year because I mean, especially towards the end of the season, he was really good, and hopefully for them, he can grow from that and keep going. But yeah, they were, t- they were ten and six last year. That that could feasibly win the division this year, couldn't it? If if the team gets to ten wins, I think they will win this division. Yeah. Um, who that is, I don't know, but yeah, I do think if they if they repeated that sort of total, I think they probably would win the division. Yeah. So NFL.com have got their their biggest weakness being their running back, which I can't. I suppose it is fair because we've not we've not seen it massively from Singletary and Frank Gore's gone now I assume but they've got Zach Moss as yeah. well so it's kind of an up in the air position but they're all pretty good players there. Yeah and I think um, Zach Moss sort of complements Devin Singletary well he's a much Singletary's going to be that sort of more receiving back and doing a bit more sort of different stuff where Moss is just going to run it up the middle and yeah. he's do Frank what Frank Gore did yeah and like people love Frank Gore I mean I've never been the biggest Frank Gore guy anyway that's probably <laughs> blasphemy to some people listening but <laughs> Um, like 58-year-old Frank Gore last season wasn't exactly <laughs> doing too much, was he? Just run it up the middle for, I don't yeah, know, a few, couple of yards of carry. It wasn't like he was sort of breaking out big runs and that. And I don't see any reason that Zach Moss can't come in and sort of replace him pretty easily at this stage. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, let's have a quick... We're going to do some quick predictions on their final uh, record. 10-6 last year. It feels about right to me that mm. ten and six, nine and seven. That area feels yeah, solid close. team, well coached, good defense. Yeah, it's all in that quarterback, really. Yeah, and there's not tons of change to them either, which sort of in this sort of unknown season that's going to help as well. Yeah, there's not sort of been loads of ins and outs for them. They're pretty much the same team. Obviously, every team turns over players, but on the whole, they're sort of the big players are still there, aren't yeah. they? There we go. That is almost three minutes exactly. We're going to do kind of a three minute. Uh, for each team so that's uh, that's the Bills done let's move on to the Dolphins they were surprisingly well not surprisingly they were better than expected last season 5-11 and 11 they finished um, Brian Flores did a good job I thought with what he had to work with there yeah he like in a lot of ways for me he was coach of the year um, yeah. he was that team was many people thought they wouldn't win a game didn't yeah. they and I mean it's mad that five games feels like a huge total, but with they basically got rid of any good player, didn't they? That they had, and yeah, they uh, as much capital as they could for the draft, and yeah, yeah. still still won five wins. Yeah, I think they're they're a really good team. I think they've made good additions this year. Um, yeah, I mean, to uh, yeah, uh, whether he sells season or not is unsure at this moment, and still obviously there's yeah. So I think they'll probably start a fit to start the season would be my guess, but. Yeah. It won't be long before he's in. Um, and they've obviously addressed address running back, which they probably had the worst run game in the league last year and added Howard Breeder. A sort of pretty decent place to start from. Yeah, Breeder's kind of underrated, I suppose, in this league. He's a, he's a good runner. He's got some acceleration and he can also just pound the rock as well. And yeah, Jordan Howard's a good, basically the same kind of player, isn't he? Not quite as Yeah. Quite, but... I think Howard's had a bit of an underrated career, really. He's had some good yardage totals pretty much every year and he's just a good solid running back and I think he, yeah I think he's I think he's a decent player and I mean I think I've got big hopes for Mike Kosicki at um, tight end and yeah. Devontae Parker obviously had a bit of a breakout last year there's a lot to like about the uh, Dolphins and I mean obviously it starts with that coaching but they did lots of good players like Carl Van Noy yeah sort he's of. there on defence now so kind of yeah. in that middle of the field isn't he really yeah, and I mean, there wasn't loads of losses in the off-season just because they did the most that a year ago, didn't they? But yeah, yeah I think they've, they had a good draft. I think they've added some good free agents. And yeah, there's every chance they step right up again and be a surprise package. But normally it takes their team a year or two, doesn't it, to get that going when there's such a high turnover. Yeah, there were 5-11 and 11 last year. I think 6-10 and 10 is, is probably going to be a good season, I suppose. 7-8 seven, seven and eight wins feels like it's pushing it too much. Yeah. I'd, I'd I'd probably go for seven just 
no, six. I'll go for six. Six, <laughs> six or ten feels about right, doesn't it? And I say it's better than last season, but I do think it will take a bit of time for these teams, this team, to gel. But come ne- like I see a year from now, they could be one of them dark horse teams. Yeah, a very young team that's all grown together. Um, let's move on then to the New England Patriots. Twelve and four last season. Big changes all around. Lots of players not deciding to play this season. Um, new quarterback in place. New, new, just new players all over the place, really. Dave, what, what, what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> who knows? How does um, fit into this offense? I think he'll be really good. I think he'll... I, I love Cam, anyway. Yeah, um, I don't like his attitude, but I love his play. I don't I like his attitude, really. <laughs> you know? I like a, I like a player like him. He knows he's um, good, he, so. Yeah. It's it's really hard. Um, it said all the opt-outs. Before that, I think... I think, there's a chance. I think a lot of people through this off-season sort of were saying about Cam and how he's not a Patriots quarterback, just basically based on having Brady for the last 20 years. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at the other quarterbacks they've drafted around Brady, like look at the ones sort of like... They're in the league now, like Brissett and Garoppolo. Yeah. They're not necessarily Brady clones, are they? And no, McDaniel's has shown that I think he can work with pretty much any type of quarterback. And yeah. I mean, he did pretty well with Tim Tebow. And <laughs> I mean, he could, Cam Newton could certainly run that style of offense, can't he? And run it a hell of a lot better. So I think offensively they'll be fine. Um, there's not tons of options. Um, but you'd think Sanu's going to have a better season. Harry should step up. Edelman's still Edelman. Yeah, They'll probably find some other random wide receiver to do something, like Jacoby Myers maybe, or one of these type of players who could step up. So I do think they'll be better. Like the line, they get back Andrews, who was out last season with blood clots, and yeah. they should be healthier on the defensive line. So they should have a much better line. I think the offense will be fine, but the defense worries me a little with all the losses. One of the best in the league, but yeah, the yeah. linebackers and the front, front four or five, it looks not not as weak, not as strong as it could be. Yeah, that secondary is going to have to make up for a lot of issues mm. up front because I mean, between the opt-outs and players that have been lost, there's massive, massive holes there. Stephon Gilmore back-to-back deep boys, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably needs that. I think. <laughs> Still five to four to win the division. I think. Uh, I just, I think oh, I don't it's like going to work in this. I think he's going to. Yeah. He's he is just going to work. He's the former league MVP, and whilst he does have accuracy issues, I think the receivers you've got there make up for that. They're very clever receivers. Yeah, I, I yeah I do think that Cam will come in and do quite well, and I would guess that this time next year we're talking about Cam Newton on a longer term contract yeah. with the Patriots. I think he will be enough of a success for them to sign him. Mm. But yeah, five to four feels a little. Risky to me, um, yeah. just because there's so many question marks. But having Belichick obviously counts for a good few wins straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a big advantage, that is. Um, let's move on then finally to the Jets. Um, a lot of change there. Yeah. They were 7 9 last season. Um, Jamal Adams is the, the main change, isn't it, really? He's gone, but they bought yeah. in Bradley McDougall, who's a good, a good solid pro as well. So it is a, a drop off, but. I think they're still a pretty good team, and if they can get Lev Bell actually working, that's the main thing for them, I think. Yeah, they really need him to. Um, Darnold, you'd hope, can step up yeah. again and hopefully have like a healthy season. And It's just tough, isn't it? Um, yeah, losing um, Adams and Mosey opting out is such a big loss to them it's have played one game for them now and it would be two seasons at the end of this <laughs> yeah season. yeah it's not been a massive success that uh no. that signing but i mean they're probably their two best players mm. and they're not on the team anymore yeah. <sighs> yeah you look at the roster and there's such big holes all the way through isn't there really now and uh, there's not many standout names no it's gonna be tough for them isn't it I think they're going to rely an awful lot on Chris Herndon coming back, which is always a bit of an issue because he's shown yeah. before that he's a bit of a knucklehead. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there's still question marks about, it, isn't there? There's, uh, he, he's not like a clear cut star yet, is he, or anything like that? So, yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to be confident about the Jets, but I mean, you say Bell takes a step up, hopefully, and from what he was last year, and Darnell can, and hope maybe Mims can come in and get going straight away and 
who knows? But yeah, it feels like it's going to be a tough one for them, doesn't it? Yeah, they've not they've not strengthened. We, I really like Dinald, but yeah, he's going to have a, his work cut out for him. That line's not got. They've paid a lot of money to players that aren't that great uh, to to block for him, so yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, definitely is. I mean, they signed Bexon, who or drafted Bexon. Sorry, he's going to be a really good tackle for them, and they, I think they will be better, but on the line. But yeah, there's not much to give you that much confidence. Like looking here, just on the film, looking at it, it says Jameson Crowd as the wide receiver one, which Oof. that's not uh, <laughs> that's not a great place to be, is it? No, that isn't where you want to be at all. That's that's that is rough. Yeah. Um, final standings then for the AFC East. I mean, for me, it's Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, but yep. I do think that any of these teams are capable of winning it. Obviously, mm. the Jets have the least sort of hope, but. Especially the Dolphins, I really do think that, that like if if Tua works out and gets going quickly, then they could really be a surprise package. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm a lockstep with those those four teams and my four uh, in that order as well. Let's move on to the let's go west, shall we? Let's go to the AFC West. Uh, let's start with the Denver Broncos. Finished seven and nine last season. Um, their biggest strength is obviously their pass rush, isn't it? And the, the Weaknesses, quarterback still, just questions, I suppose, around Drew Locke. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily a weakness, but yeah, it's a bit definitely the biggest question mark because yeah. we just don't really know. He's played what? What did he play in the end? Seven games, something like that, at the end of the season? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't play loads, course. did he? Yeah, and he did play quite well because I was not a fan of him coming out. No. I don't think I made any uh, sort of secret <laughs> of that last year that I did not like him. He did a lot more than I expected him to, even in that run there. And they've definitely gone out and given him all the help they can. Signing yes. two great receivers in the draft and giving Melvin Gordon, who, again, I think another running back who's become a little underrated just because he sort of held out and all of that stuff. But he did play quite well when he came back last year. Yeah, Gordon, Lindsay and Freeman as the running backs. And they've got yeah, Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton, who's already there. And then yeah. Noah Fant as well. Yeah, offensively they look stacked. It's it is like you say, it's all on if Drew Lock is the guy. And he won. He started five games. He won four of those. That's it's not bad. But no, it's a small sample size. It's now he is the guy heading into the season. There's no there's no veteran stood in his way now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a big question mark. That's for sure. But I do have faith that they can do something and. I mean, said they've got a really good defense, and well, I mean, um, Von Miller. Every time I see him on Instagram or something, he seems to age another two years. <laughs> every time I see a picture of him, he's he looks about fifty-eight right now. I think I don't know what's gone on in lockdown for him. It looks like he's had a tough time. He, he seems to have slightly less hair each time uh, yeah. he posts a picture, and yeah, it's quite weird. But he's still one of the best defensive players in the league. Even in, well, he's getting to the end of his career now, isn't he? He's not he's not old old, but. No, he's, he's definitely not got. To, yeah, he's not too not got too many years left, but he's still a, a star for them on defense. And they did Jarrell Casey as well, alongside Bradley Chubb and uh, re-signed Shelby Harris. Those four guys can all get to the quarterback. It's... Yeah, they're they're definitely gonna cause some upsets, and I think they've sort of got past uh, being a dark horse now because I think a lot of people do like them. But yeah, they, they are in a really tough division. Yeah, if in another division, if if they were in the AFC East. They could well be the favourites right yeah. now, which sort of tells you how strong this is. Because, I mean, they're a best second favourite here, maybe first. So, yeah, yeah the West is a tough division, but they're definitely going to cause some problems for anyone they play. I think they're 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 going to even if they don't, they're not a main contender. They're going to be a team that causes upsets throughout the season. I think. Yeah, uh, they're, they're ten to one to win the the West. Obviously, the Chiefs are in the way, um, but they're third favourites behind the Chargers as well. But you can get two to one on them to finish second in the division, which is yeah, a I would return. Yeah, I like that, and I mean at ten to one. Yeah, it's not yeah. that crazy to think an injury to Mahomes. And no, exactly. <laughs> like we saw last year, I know he ended up coming through it, but I mean he he was about an inch away from his knee being absolutely busted and yeah. probably not even playing Another the rest of that three, season. Like. Yeah, it's ten to one to me for a team as talented as the Broncos. You don't need worth a couple of pounds, just yeah. You don't need that much to go sort of wrong for the Chiefs or right for them for them to do that. No, and who knows? Like, it's not out of the question that they could 
beat the Chiefs in this division. No, exactly. I mean, I love the Chiefs and I think they're great and I do think they will win it comfortably. <laughs> but I do think the Broncos could easily win like 12, 13 games and think the Chiefs just have a bit of a an off start maybe or yeah. a little bad run and they could finish below them easily. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, definitely not big. our question. 10 to 1 is huge. Yeah, I'm going to have a couple of quid on that just in case. Um, the Chiefs, uh, they finished 12 and 4 and ultimately won the whole thing. A bit of bit of change this year, but not too much. Damian Williams, uh, is, is he sitting out? Yeah, he's opted out, yeah. He was, he's probably the biggest name to opt out, I'd say. But yeah. I mean, there's a chance that... By the end of the season, they traded him away, or he was just back up anyway. So, yeah, it's weird because I like Williams, but yeah, they never trust him, have they? And I'm not 100 percent sure he would have been the main running back in this team. It's a big risk for him, especially obviously his safety is the most paramount thing. But they've drafted a rookie in the first round, a running back. Like, there's a chance he's just lost his job completely now, and you'll be on a different team next year. Yeah, I I think he probably... I don't know his contract situation. I don't know how long he's got left, but I assume it's not that long, just mm. based on how long he's been around in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is the the new hot thing, isn't he? The, the, the yeah. guy that's flying up those draft boards. and I, I loved him coming out. I was really looking forward to getting him as a sleeper um, in <laughs> fantasy and stuff. And then he went the first running back overall to... <laughs> One of the best uh, running teams in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, that <laughs> went out the window. For them as well. Yeah, I think by the time uh, we actually get to the season, he'll probably be sort of, his ADP will be about one point, one point like the fifth pick or whatever yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, not not, not going to sleep anymore, that's for sure. No. Um, NFL.com, unsurprisingly, has got their biggest strength being their quarterback. I mean, the richest yeah, contract in football history. But weirdly, not that much. Not like it wasn't that crazy of a deal in the end. Like no. when the numbers come out, it wasn't uh, as insane. And by the end, I don't like when I'm looking at. It, I don't know why Mahomes took the deal really. But uh, taken next year, isn't it? Someone else will top that. Yeah, like the ten year <laughs> thing might not happen. But no. yeah, so it's not. Um, I feel like he could have got a better deal than that. So fair play to him for taking. Which. It's weird that the biggest contract in NFL history is almost a bit team-friendly, um, but it somehow managed to be. So, fair play to yeah, him. Yeah, he could have got them over a barrel and every other team in the league would have given him whatever he wanted in free agency. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> he, he, he basically, I'm sure he could have written down a number and they'd have said yeah. yeah. So, yeah fair One play. billion dollars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, he is a strength. He, he, there's no nothing to stop him getting better, is there? Which is a terrifying no. thought. Yeah. Last year, he played with an injury, with yeah. a strapped-up knee for most of the season. So, <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're insane. <laughs> I mean, the only the, the wide receiver group is not necessarily the biggest names, but I don't think it needs to be. Like, Tyreek Hill is obviously a great receiver, and Kelsey is a great tight so end. But beyond that, it's just a bunch of guys. Yeah, but I don't think that really matters for them. I think no. you could throw anyone in there, and they're probably going to manufacture something like Sammy Watkins is obviously talented and Hardman there was sort of hope for him last year and yeah. coming to the second year he can take a step up but yeah I don't think it really matters but if there's one weakness on offense it might be that but I mean Kelsey and here was a one too it's hard to ever say your receiving groups are a weakness with them but <laughs> yeah there's not much to dislike there is it they got a so line um, seems to be the cornerbacks according to NFL.com which yeah. is fair Bouchard Breland and Rashad Fenton, apparently. And, and they did have um, one of the biggest opt-outs so far in... Um, God, what's their right guard called? Duvernay. The Doctor. Yeah, I can't think what his... <laughs> his double barrel name, I can't think yeah. what his name is. But he was one of the first to opt-out, and I mean, he is a their starting right guard, so that is obviously a worry, but... I don't I don't really have any doubts in this Chiefs team at all. And the defence doesn't need to be great, does it, for them to be really good still. No, and they've still got Chris Jones and Frank Clark chasing down quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah, not bad. They were twelve and four last year. That's the baseline for this year, isn't it? I think so, That's yeah. Baseline as well. It's hard to see them losing that many games really, isn't it? But yeah. I mean they're not my favourite for the AFC. We'll get to that, that team soon, but they are it's hard to really look past them two teams for me right now and yeah yeah to me it comes down to the Chiefs and the Ravens for this division and I mean lots can change between now and the season but both had really good off seasons mm. on top of already being probably the two best teams in the in the uh, <laughs> conference anyway so yeah the stronger stronger the Chiefs are two, two to nine to win the West um, there's no, no, no point bet on that is there really no as I say I'd rather have a little bit on that Broncos 
yeah. uh, 10 to 1 price rather than 9 to 2 on there. It's just not really any value because, as I say, you need one injury to yeah. Mahomes and all of a sudden that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. tough, isn't it? You've thrown out Chad Henney or whoever it is who's a backup right now. Yeah, I, I think it is Henney. It was Henney last time I looked at it, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that all of a sudden you're struggling to sort of make the playoffs really, aren't you, with Chad Henney at quarterback there? Yeah, because the Chargers are no slouches and the Broncos are a very good team as well. Um, yeah. The team coming in last in the betting, uh, unfortunately for them, is the Las Vegas Raiders. 12-1 to 1 you can get for those to win the division. 7-9 um, and nine last year. They've added uh, Henry Ruggs in the first round. And they've also added Nelson Aguilar, whatever that gives you, a wide receiver. But Hunter Renfro and Ty- Terrell Williams as well. And Darren Waller. There's options there for Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that size sums them up. Let's move on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jason Witten's there as well. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Don't, don't forget Witten. Um, <laughs> stand like a statue in the, the end zone and somehow get, still get the ball a few times. But, um, yeah, it's weird, the Raiders, because I sort of really do like that they have a plan. Like mm. when they're drafted and free agents, they have a plan, they stick to it. But, I don't particularly like the plan. You know what I mean? I, I think a lot of teams could learn from them and having like a set plan. They know what sort of players they want. They know who they want and they go and get them. But I mean, Ruggs at 12, like mm. for me, Ruggs was clearly the third receiver behind them other two. But yeah. And I think one of those other two would have benefited Derek Carr a lot more than Ruggs will. Like Ruggs in the right offense might produce what them other two do, but I think Carr could have done with that proper wide receiver one. And I'm not sure Ruggs is going to be that. I mean, he can be, and he can develop into that. But for me, I think the other two were probably better bets. I'd rather add Judy or Lamb, even one of those two there. Just because I just think that would have been more what Carr needed. But Mm. I mean, they they obviously, (laughs) they went old school Raiders and drafted the, (laughs) The guy ran like yeah, about three, three and a half second forty or whatever he ran. But uh, yeah, it's hard to say. A tough, tough division is a bad place to start from, and there's still holes there on their defense. That's giving me any uh, hope that they're going to stop anyone. Yeah, like I like Littleton. I think he was a decent signing, but again, they're giving him quite a lot of money, didn't they? Like, but I think he was a decent signing. Yeah, but. Yeah, and they got they got some players, but uh, I don't know. It's hard in that division to really be too hopeful for them, isn't it? It's. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'll be terrible. I don't think they'll be an awful team, but just them other three teams in the division are just, just so too strong, strong for them. Yeah, I'm interested how Josh Jacobs goes in his second year. He had like a good rookie season. I think he's somebody that can become year, one. I think, Josh yeah, I think so. I think he can become one of the. Or better running backs in the league pretty quickly. Well, I think he's already there to be fair, but I think he can sort of take another step up. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I, I I wouldn't be too hopeful if I'm I was a Raiders fan, and I mean the Raiders podcast is coming back, so you can hear their take on it. They'll probably have a different take on it. They're quite uh, optimistic as a pair, I think. So yeah, they're twelve to one to win the West. I'm going nowhere near that. Yeah, I'd much rather have the ten to one on the uh, Bronco. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers then uh, move into their new home. They might actually get some fans, or maybe not, actually, with COVID. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, they, they've been uh, practicing for this situation <laughs> for the last two or three years, haven't they? They're 8-1 to one to win the West. Uh, better odds than the Broncos, which strikes me as odd. Um, yeah, especially with... I mean, we said about the question marks to the Broncos at quarterback, but yeah, I mean, we don't even know who's starting. I would guess it would be Tyrod, but how often does... A quarterback who's drafted, what's happening then? Six? Yeah. How often does a top six quarterback not make a, uh, make yeah. a, the job his own by what midseason normally? Mm. But uh, the Chargers are in a different position because they have got a pretty decent roster. And, yeah, I mean, they could, Yeah, they could end up winning games whether Tyra's great or not. And then it probably makes it harder to change if he is sort of half decent. Yeah. Which is probably different to a lot of teams drafting at six most years. They're not necessarily going to be the best of teams, but yeah, the Chargers have got talent everywhere, haven't they? Defensively, they look incredible. Like the, the addition yeah. of Chris Harris is just a phenomenal move for me. They could they could be that defense like the Patriots were last year who win yeah. fantasy leagues for you. Yeah, healthy Derwin James, uh, yeah, Casey Hayward, and all. Just he's I think he's a massively underrated corner. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, it's Austin Eckler's role now as the RB one. 
Yeah. I don't. I don't feel confident in that. I don't know why. Just uh, he's something about him that doesn't. He's not a runabout one for me. He's a one one A or one B. But yeah, yeah. I do feel. I do feel similar. But I need to put up some solid numbers last year when uh, Gordon wasn't there. But I do know where you're coming from. He feels more like your classic Danny Woodhead rather yes. than sort of pound it running back one. But yeah. I mean, maybe they can use uh, Jackson and Kelly and sort of almost sort of form that committee and we've got Eckler being the uh, sort of lead back in that. I think he could work in that sort of situation, but I do think they'll probably need something from one of those other two to sort of really get working. But Jackson looked okay when he played last year and yeah. there's hope for Kelly, but yeah, it's not, not necessarily a huge strength, but I don't think they necessarily need it to be. No, they're strong at receiver as well. And um, They finished 5-11 last year. Do the does the final standings alter much if they have Tyrod start for the whole year as opposed to Justin Herbert start for the whole year? Does, is there a fluctuation in what they could finish with this year? I honestly don't know because I'm not sure that Tyrod's going to be going and winning loads of games on his own anyway. No. So I don't think I'm not sure that going with Herbert will be some massive downgrade on Taylor, but. In a normal season, I think Herbert would probably win the job. Yeah. I think we'd probably see a situation similar to when Tyrod started ahead of Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. he quickly lost that job. But I think the lack of a preseason hurts Herbert. Yes, I think he had, he had a lot more work to do. With uh, Keenan Allen. And yeah, definitely. And it, It's tough. I would probably go Herbert if I was them, but yeah. I think they probably will go Taylor. And I don't think it's out of the question we don't see Herbert play all season, but... I do think it's unlikely. It's a brave move from Anthony Lynn if they do do that. A man who yeah. was close to losing his job last season, I think, with the 5-11 and 11 record. So. Yeah, I think that's what's hard. Because, yeah, I do think uh, anything less than a winning record and it's probably out the door. But yeah. <sighs> you don't know. These seem to do, like, the charges do seem to be sort of different to others. Mm. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. They, they don't seem to care whatever, what the rest of the league does. They just do their own thing, don't they? Yeah. Um, final standings then, though, for the... Uh... AFC West. I mean, for me, it's Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, but those middle two sort of pretty close and could go either way. Yep, and with your I think you could easily see three playoff teams from this division. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be good actually. Let's see the that that division be strong. Um, let's yeah. move to the AFC South, the division that's not quite as strong these days. No. <laughs> uh, Favourites to win this one are the Colts 6-5. to five. You can get the Titans at 13-8, to eight, the Texans at 7-2, to two, and then the Jags at 25-1. to one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no hope right. for the Jags, apparently. But the rest of those three teams, it's a bit of a coin flip, I think, really. Yeah, they've all, they're all sort of okay mm. and got some talent, but they've also got some other stuff that... Doesn't exactly fill you with joy. No, let's start with the Jags. Uh, they were six and ten last year. Have they got any hope of getting near six wins this season? I honestly don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm not a Minshew man. Um, no. I, I like him as a person. I think he's sort of good for the league, but he's the as a quarterback as well. Yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, he end up. He had to quarantine, didn't he? Because he might have had COVID. Yeah. But do uh, you see? He said. Um, so like he took one look at him and ran away or something. <laughs> I mean, you got to like him, but yeah, I don't think as a player he. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their team's falling apart, isn't it? Everyone wants to leave there, and yeah. They, I mean, they've got some good players. They got the other Josh Allen on defense who had <laughs> a really good first year. Um, they still got some talent there, but DJ Shark, who's good, but the rest of them is just a bunch of names. I think I'm not sure about yeah. the rookie uh, Chanel Junior. They've, they've oh, been talking about I love him. a lot, but I love him as a player. I don't know if the Jags is the best place for him, but is I think he is. Or is he a slot guy? Or is he? <sighs> he he's just a throw him out literally anywhere right. you want to put him and give him the ball, and he'll probably do some magic with it. But whether he can do that at the Jags, I think he he's a bit. Um, I guess Percy Harvin, that sort of player, oh, right, is okay. offensive weapon. You know that sort of like player. I think he can be that, and. Then, I really wanted him to end up on somewhere like the Saints or something where they would just... Actually use him, probably. Yeah, and Peyton would just try to show everyone how clever he was with him, and I'd <laughs> really enjoy it with... Uh, so he was one of my favourite receivers. Not, He's definitely uh, got a low floor, high ceiling, but right. yeah, he's exciting. He's definitely that sort of player you'd tune in just to watch. But okay. yeah. 
Uh, Not necessarily going to produce that much this year, though. <laughs> any, other, any other highlights outside of those two guys on uh, receiver, really, for them? Uh, what's the um, going to do this year? I mean, I'm not 100% sure it'll be if the roster for that long, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. There's, there's, there's stuff about Fournette that's still good, but... yeah, I mean, he just doesn't seem to fit there. He wouldn't surprise me if he was one of these players that end up leaving Jacksonville and end up having a good sort of second half mm. of a career somewhere else but yeah there there's just not much hope and he's someone they can probably get some sort of pick back for and they're yeah, obviously in a really build. Point, it, just to cut bait with him and just to see what they can get yeah i think so I, I, it just doesn't make sense for me to keep him around i don't think no uh, get rid of him and get a pick if you can and just sort of start that rebuild earlier well they've already started but really get that rebuild going but yeah, there's not much hope there, is there? No, defensively, CJ Henderson's probably their best cornerback, and he's a rookie. De- unless, unless you're really high on DJ Hayden, which I don't think anyone in the league is. To be no. Fair. Yeah. It's a far cry from Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye, wasn't it? Yeah, they, like Henderson and um, Chase on are good picks in the first round, and I mean, I said Josh Allen's good, they've still got Miles Jackson. There's talent there, so they, they could do some damage on defence, whether they're going to be one of the, like, the best in the league as they were a few mm. years ago. I don't really see that because they've still got some holes. But, yeah, they've got some talents. I don't think they'll be a terrible defence, but I feel like it's going to be a few players making lots of plays and yeah. probably some others giving up some big plays around them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, let's go on to the Texans then. They finished 10-6 and last season, and I think as long as Deshaun Watson stays healthy, they've always got a chance. But trading away um, Hopkins is a huge, yeah. huge blow. I don't know how that makes yeah. any sense to them. I, I honestly don't know. I just don't and, know why you'd ever trade away one of the best receivers in the league. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah, I don't know. They obviously didn't want to pay him and all that, but why they didn't want to pay him, I don't know. Like, I think Cooks has been an underrated signing for them. I think he's had injury problems, but They're I think he's... Four as Will Fuller, Brandon Cox, uh, Kenny Stills, Kiki Cootie and Randall Cobb. I mean, that group of receivers is like a Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick... A like dream, isn't it? Just players that are going to go deep Everyone a lot and long. suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that can be okay, but it's not really what you want if you're a Deshaun Watson fan. I don't think you're filled with joy looking at this if you're someone who sort of roots for him to do well. No, he could be a huge fancy quarterback this year with those, yeah. those, those long bomb touchdowns. Yeah. What else is there? There's nothing at running back either, really. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't think David Johnson has a chance Johnson. if he can be healthy. Because he has got so much talent, but... I've been a David Johnson denier his entire time in the league. <laughs> <laughs> He's got so much talent, though, but yeah, it's... Like last year, he was a shell of his, his former self, and... Yeah. He's 28 now, as well. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And uh, Bill O'Brien doesn't exactly... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably their feel... biggest weakness, isn't it? Yeah. Coach. I mean, this... There's such a good chance that he's gone, isn't it? Halfway through the season, I think. Yeah. If he makes it to next season, it's a big surprise. They've got a first-year defensive coordinator. Um, DJ Reed has gone. Jadavion Clowney's gone. JJ Watt is not a shell of his former self, but... He he's not, not young anymore, is he? Yeah. yeah. They've got Ross Blacklock um, coming in on that defensive line. But, yeah, that, that looks really weak. They're going to have to just score lot, lots of touchdowns because... Defensively, I can't see where they're going to stop teams. No, they're yeah, they like the roster's not terrible, but it's sort of how they've got to this position. They've like trade as they trade away Hopkins, they trade away like every first round pick for like, the next fifteen years or something, <laughs> haven't they? And they're they're just they've got some okay players, but they had the makings of a really good team yeah. probably three years ago, and it's mad that this is what they've become. I think. It's been blown up, yet they still manage to win games. It's odd. Can you name me a uh, Texans tight end? Um, Darren Fells, mainly because I had him on a lot of fantasy league t- uh, teams at the end of last year because he just seemed to score a few yeah. touchdowns. I think they um, like uh, oh, it's like wearing or warring. Yeah, I know Jordan Jenkins, Darren Fells, Jordan Thomas. It's not. A- I, feel, I feel like these are uh, players that you know I'm coming from playing like fan- uh, dynasty leagues with like deep <laughs> rosters and stuff where. <laughs> They're just on the end, and there's sort of players that you can't pick up every other week. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they were ten and six last year. Any chance to get to ten and six again this year? Oh, I can't see it. I think uh, this is the end of Bill O'Brien, and 
I think yeah, they're, they're done. Favourites to win this division, seven to two. Yeah, I'm not going near that to be honest. No, I mean, I don't really have that much faith in any of the other teams. There so maybe seven to two is okay, but yeah, it's all on no. Watson. Any injury to Watson and this team is in the dirt. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've got no confidence in them. No. With a different coach, I think another coach could probably manufacture some more wins, oh. but mm. I don't think uh, Mr. O'Brien is that man. <laughs> Uh, the Indianapolis Colts seven and nine last season. Um, they've got to change the quarterback. They've got the thirty-eight-year-old Philip Rivers now behind centre, under centre. I don't know. I've, I've never been a Rivers fan, to be honest. And no, I say it's not a massive upgrade to me over um, the fellow you mentioned earlier, Brissett. Brissett, yeah. yeah. He's he was fine. Yeah. yeah, I think there's probably a little more upside with Rivers, but at thirty-eight, I'm not sure how. Much upside is he didn't exactly look great yeah. last year anyway. But who's their who's their wide receiver one? Because Ty Hilton just cannot stay healthy, can he? Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, I, I think they've got a good group there. I think Pittman's good. I think Paris Campbell's someone who I think can take a big step up. Yeah, like Zach Pascal weirdly showed some sort of some flashes last year when mm. I mean Hilton was out and basically everyone was out. He did sort of show that he can play a little and I mean they've got a good running running backs now yeah I like their group of running backs and especially with Rivers there's always that one guy that Sproles Woodhead Eckler type guy yeah is that going to be Naeem Hines yeah definitely the other two are definitely just sort of more pure runners where Hines is definitely going to be the one who gets more of that receiving and say that has been a very big role in Philip Rivers offences over the years but yeah yeah, it's it's weird because like Taylor he's got incredible like numbers and like he's an athletic sort of freak but yeah i mean he's, he's had almost a thousand carries before he's even got in the league wow. he's doesn't catch the ball that much i think he had like about one catch per game over his college career something along those sort of lines mm. <sighs> i've seen these before and yeah i think he's a better player than him but definitely gives you flashbacks to someone like monty ball who <laughs> cut the same college as well and had like great numbers in college and then just sort of died in, when he hit the league because he'd already taken an absolute beating. Like he's had so he's had so much of the ball Taylor over the years and mm. he is that sort of run it up the middle and just run over people to kind of back and he does worry me a little um, as a yeah. player. But people are really really high on him. But I'm not personally. But and I also think it's not going to be as easy for him to get the job as some people think because Mac is a good back he's a really good running back one Mac yeah. yeah it's a shame that if they just completely dump him for a rookie which I don't think they would do. I like the way they're coached they're a good I think they're a well put together team especially defensively as well now they've got uh, they made that trade for DeForest Buckner adding him to Justin Houston and then they've got Darius Leonard at linebacker they've got some good good defenders there yeah they feel like the team with the fewest holes mm. in this division to me yeah which that might be what it, all it takes. Just have just yeah. be the, not the the best team, but the the, the least worst team. Yeah, <laughs> they can definitely be solid, and if they can sort of get some luck with injuries on offense, with like Hilton staying fit, then yeah, I think they are probably the best team. They are six to five to win the division. Um, I think I probably would plump for the Colts. It's between the Colts and the Titans. I'm still not yeah, I think sure so. on the Titans with uh, their quarterback. But yeah, I just have more faith in the Colts than the other teams, really. They were 7 last year, and they lost the four of the last five games. Like, yeah, they fell apart, didn't they? And I do think they've probably got the best coach in the division as well, which yeah. is a good place to start from if it's a close race between teams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Titans then, 9-7 and seven last season. They won the... Uh, they came second in the division, but they had uh, Derek Henry just kind of carrying all of the load. Uh, Jack Conklin's gone. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it all, it all comes down to Tannehill and Henry, Tannehill, really, doesn't yeah. it? And I mean, that's not where I'd want to be placing my sort of bets yeah, on Tannehill. Relatively yeah. big deal as well. Four years, fifty million. Yeah, it's not like the it's the numbers aren't too bad when you look at them. It's sort of one of these ones where it's sort of more of a a two year deal really that can get out of. So it's not yeah. horrendous because I mean I'd guess they'd probably end up tagging him next year anyway. So it does that sort of basically does that job proper like ahead of time. But yeah, uh, yeah, there's just I just don't have faith that Tannehill has all of a sudden become this great quarterback who 
you want to be paying whatever they was hundred or million to him. Yeah, like I, I don't dislike Tannehill. I think he's fine. I think he was he was fine for the Dolphins, and I think he was all right last year. But there's there's games where they just didn't let him throw the ball, and that to yeah. me is a massive red flag. Yeah, and although Henry did carry that team. When you look at his numbers throughout his career, he's not necessarily been that back all the time. He's been very up and down. And somebody's owned Derek Henry a fancy a lot since he's been in the league. He's someone that you couldn't necessarily rely on week to week up until about week nine of last year or wherever it was when he just took off. And yeah. when you look at his career today, other than last year, it's been a lot of big games, or not even a lot, sort of three big games a season, mixing yeah. with a lot of sort of 40. 45-yard games that he hasn't done a great deal on. And I know that there's been times where he's had other running backs to compete with, um, like DeMarco Murray was there for the early part of his career. And the Titans haven't necessarily been the best team in that run. But, again, I don't necessarily have faith that all of a sudden Derek Henry's become this back that you can rely on week in, week out to do that. And Mm. losing Jack Conklin's bad for him as well. I think Conklin was a really good um, tackle to run behind for him. And I don't think they did an all right job replacing him, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Um, yeah. On the outside, they need someone else to step up. It cannot just be AJ Brown yeah. again. Yeah, and I do think Corey Davis has always become a little underrated. I saw um, something the other day that said about Mike Williams comparing him, comparing the two, like Mike Williams from uh, the Chargers. Yeah. And Mike Williams seen as this real promising sort of wide receiver who's, who can really sort of step up. But when you look at the numbers, Corey Davis has got better numbers than oh, wow. Williams had since coming in the league. And, I mean, you say Davis is a bust. I know, obviously, they dra- he was drafted a little higher and stuff, but you like, the narrative around the two players is completely different. So, maybe Corey Davis is someone that can step up if Tannehill can give him some better quarterback play. Cause, I think now, I mean, as, the, as, the, as, he's, as he's the clear number two now to AJ Brown, like, yeah. he was the number one, wasn't he, before. Now he's got that less pressure on him, less kind of seeing double coverage or whatever, that he could he could start to flourish finally. Yeah, I, I do think um, when we do some fantasy podcasts that he will be someone that I sort of quite like as a bit of a sleeper. Yeah. Something you can get fairly late and mm. could definitely be that player who sort of, not comes out of nowhere because he was, what, a top four pick or something, wasn't yeah, he when he came into draft? But, fifth, yeah. yeah, so it's not like he's an absolute unknown, but he hasn't really produced that much so far. And I do think he is a bit of a sleeper in fantasy these days. Yeah, defensively, the valid Vic Beasley. Uh, there's still yeah. rumoured interest in Davion Clowney as well. Jeffrey Simmons is there and Harold Landry. If they get Clowney to add to Beasley and his other two guys, that's a fearsome front four. Yeah, they seem to be the team most heavily linked with Clowney, don't they? And mm. especially don't get him a but even if it's a one year deal then that does sort of give him a, another option and he's a weird player, Clowney, I think uh yeah. There's question marks about him over the years, but I mean I'm not um, I'm not that sad that we haven't re signed him. No, he's so. he's a weird one, isn't he? Because he does show up in big games which is worth a lot on its own, but I mean it's how much that sort of outweighs playing these regular season games where you don't even see him all game yeah. for sort of three quarters of the year. It's it's tough and he doesn't necessarily produce numbers, does he? But he does also put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks mm. that maybe helps others get numbers. He's that sort of player, but he's not someone... He's a tough player to pay, I think. Yes, he is, yeah. Because, you know, like I say, you know what you're going to get. Um, Titans are 13-8. They're also 13-8 to finish second in this division. So Skybet have absolutely no idea what to do with the Titans, it seems. Yeah, it's a tough one because if Tannehill plays like he did at the end of last season when he came in, then they yeah. probably are favourite, but... Mm. It's sort of, to me, it comes down to if you believe that is what Ryan Tannehill is or not. And yeah. personally, I don't. No, I'm with you. I, I, show me it. Show me him do it again, and I'll, I'll yeah. start to believe. But yeah, it's it's a tricky one to get behind. Uh, let's move on to our last AFC division. It's the AFC North, uh, one of the funnest divisions in football for me. Um, let's start with let's start at the bottom of the pile, shall we? Let's start with the Bengals, two and fourteen last year. Um, yeah. they have to improve on that this year yeah and I mean they're obviously not the same team anymore um, number one pick got Joe Burrow that yeah. I mean, many thinks one of the best prospects to come out in quite some time mm. <sighs> yeah they're, they're going to be better aren't they um, I'm not sure they're going to win loads and loads of games just because I mean they are in a tough division and sort of going for a rebuild aren't they but I mean yeah. two and they're going to be better than two and 14 I think double that get four wins get five wins something like that Six wins, even. I mean, if the Dolphins managed five wins last year, they, the Bengals can manage it this year with the number one pick yeah. quarterback. 
And if Burrow can hit the ground running, then they've got a hell of an offense there. AJ um, Tyler Boyd, and John Ross. Yeah, and T. I Higgins mean, as well. Yeah, and even Auden Tate and Alex Erickson showed that they can yeah. do something last year. They, they were good players. And, six receivers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at that, on paper, it's one of the better receiving groups in the league, for yeah. sure. If AJ like Boyd Green is, is right. anywhere near close to being his full kind of AJ Green player that he can, he can be, obviously he's going to have a step lost a step slightly I think because of those injuries for two years now but he's, he's a fantastic receiver yeah definitely and Mixon's a really good running back and mm. Gio Bernard can certainly do something as a sort yeah. of backup running back there's there's a lot to like about that offence if Burrow can get going um, they're going to have to talk defenses, about because defensively yeah. I, can't, I couldn't name you a single defensive player for the Bengals Gino Atkins and <laughs> that's it yeah. there isn't he and Carlos Von Bell signed, didn't he? I think I feel like Von Bell got a big deal there, and yeah, it's, yeah, did, that... yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's not great, is it? But no. yeah, the offense can definitely win a few games of their own. But yeah, say so I think they're going to have to because the defense leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going to they're going to improve on last year almost certainly. Um, who finished third last year? Was it the Browns or the Steelers? Um, Browns. Browns, yeah. Seeds had a good sort of run didn't they, at the end of the season. It was the Browns. Uh, yeah. So the Browns finished last year six and ten. Um, they have got absolutely no excuses this year. I feel like we said this last year, though. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Even more so now, though. They've got Jack Conklin. They've got a left tackle in Greg Robinson, who may not be the best one, but uh, Jedrick Williams as well. Uh, yeah, they've got so much talent. They've got. It's just all over the field. Yeah, the biggest and, question again is is coaching. Yeah, and uh, Stefanski wouldn't have been my pick for them. Um, so McDaniel's was quite heavily linked with the job, wasn't he? And I think if he had got it, I'd have been really excited about this team. But Stefanski can some play. Some people are better. I don't, he was not that he was a bad coordinator, but some people can be better head coaches than they are coordinators. And yeah. obviously, Browns hope that is the case for him. But yeah, I am quite excited about this Browns team this year. I think. Um, I think Mayfield maybe needed that last year. That sort of really getting just pounded on all year, wasn't he? There wasn't much support for him from anywhere where the year before people just blowing smoke up his arse the whole year, really, weren't they? Where I think maybe he's that sort of player who needed to sort of be sort of taken down a peg or two to really sort of play his best. And I feel like he is a player that a chip on his shoulder can certainly help him for sure. Yeah, And yeah, there's... There's, I say, there's so much there. There's so much on offense, and if Mayfield can be good, then the Browns are a threat. I think they have got two number one running backs in my eyes. Yeah, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They've got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. David Njoku wants out, doesn't he? But he yeah, but it, if he does stay there, Stefanski does love two tight ends, and yeah. pl- so I do think that both of them can produce. I think if. Uh, Joku does stay, and there's not really been that much talk of late that he is gonna sort of find a new home. But no. you know, things will probably ramp up nearer the season for that stuff. But yeah, they are really that offense on paper is about as talented as it gets, really, isn't it? There's not many more out there that are gonna have more than that. No, they're uh, this is <laughs> we say every year, this has to be their season when they make massive strides. But unfortunately yeah. for them, they've got the Steelers and the Ravens in their way. Yeah, it's like they don't need to win the division. They just need to be good, like in playoff contention. Heading into yeah, weeks a after. winning season. Like I think eight and eight is an absolute minimum, and yeah. even that probably wouldn't be good enough. Win nine games, get a wild card spot, and yeah. then sort of build on that for twenty twenty one. And I think that's a successful season for the Browns. And I mean, if they do make the playoffs with that roster, they're certainly a team that can upset a few teams and go on yeah. a run. There's worse teams in the Browns that have won Super Bowls. Yes, definitely, yeah. Uh, Steelers, then they finished 8-8 eight and eight last year. Um, got themselves back to level pegging after a bit of a rough start. It, it took them a while to get going after Ben went down in week two or three, I think. Um, signed Eric Ebron, um, which should probably put an end to the Vance McDonald um, fancy hype of last season. <laughs> he was terrible. Yeah. Uh, what's their biggest weakness? Is it Ben and him being able to stay fit? Yeah, I think that is it. I think it's him saying fit rather than him. Like, if it, cause if he plays, then he's shown that he can still do a lot. But yeah, the defense is going to be so so good. Um, 
it was great last year. I don't think there's any reason to think they won't be just as good this year. No. So if Ben comes back, adding Ebron, I think it's a nice option there. I think that was their weakness at receiver. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Juju, another year. I love Juju. I really hope he can sort of step up and really become that wide receiver one that they want him to be. Yeah. Because I think he's an easy player to root for. He's so like good off the field. I think he's... Every time I've heard him on anything or seen him interviewed or anything like that, he always comes across as such a good guy. And yeah. I think he's such an easy player to root for. But yeah, I think they've got some options there. And at running back, Connor's got some question marks, I think. But he's shown that he can be a good solid back. And yeah, I think they said it. But it just comes down to Roethlisberger. And if he can stay healthy, uh, what is he, 36 now, something like that? Yeah, he's up there, isn't he? Yeah. He's up there in age. <laughs> and his, his durability is definitely. Uh, not what it once was, because at one time he, there was basically nothing that would have kept him out. But now he's definitely a bit more fragile. But all the reports are that he's in the best shape of his in a in a long time, and he probably mm. needed to be because he's not a player that I think takes the fitness side of it too <laughs> seriously. But I think as he's getting older, I think that could really help him. And if he can play sixteen games, then Pittsburgh are a real threat for me. I think they're a really good team. Yeah, I think you're right. Um... Finally, on them, Chase Claypool. What do you think? To how's he going to get on? Oh, I like him. I think he's a, a good signing. I think he's um, someone that can definitely do something there. I don't know how quickly he'll find a way into the offense, but I do think in sort of two years' time, or even next season, he probably will be someone that's at least wide receiver three, if not sort of two. Because yeah. Deontay Johnson, I think, is fine, and James Washington's fine, but I don't think either have sort of like made them roles their own. So I do think there is a chance that. By the end of the season, Claypool could be sort of quite heavily featured in this offense. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, let's move on. And finally, last team of the AFC preview is the Baltimore Ravens, arguably the best team in the AFC. Fourteen and two last year. Is there any reason they fall away from fourteen and two? <laughs> no. Stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, honestly, that that's the only thing I can see stopping them. If sort of teams. As we've seen with some of these style of running backs, do get worked out a little, um, or obviously an injury, but that sort of goes for any team, doesn't it? If the quarterback is injured, they're probably going to yeah, not do so quite so well. But um, yeah, this team, I mean, they were perhaps the most talented team in the league heading into the draft, and then they absolutely nailed that draft. Yeah. I think they're just, to me, they're close to unstoppable. I mean, they could add a receiver somewhere, maybe via trade or something like that, heading into the season, then. Just also a bit like Willie Sneed's wide receiver two at the moment, which mm. isn't great, but I don't think they're a team that doesn't really need star star yeah, name receivers. One, don't they, really? Yeah, if like they could Andrews. add. Yeah, I mean, there's talk of Antonio Brown, and I mean, Jesus. whether that actually ends up happening or not, I don't know. But I mean, Harbour did actually talk about it in a press conference, so <laughs> I mean that that sort of tends to be the start of things sometimes, isn't it? But I mean. For all his off-the-field stuff, he's still an incredible player. And throw him on this offense, and I mean, how do you stop it, really? A four-headed monster at running back, if you include Jackson, Ingram, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and then J.K. Dobbins as well. Yeah, I mean, and Lamar Jackson. That's that's (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how you managed to stop that, because if you stop one of them, they can just change it up completely. Yeah. To me, they are... The most complete team heading into a season we that I can remember in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, there's always been sixty no talk every year for a team, but I mean, it's, it's obviously early and it's hard to say at this stage. But I mean, I don't know where the Ravens really lose other than just having one of those weeks where they just don't quite play. Really, they're yeah on both sides of the ball. They're one of the best in the league, which is just amazing. Um, yeah, they're so good. They're so, so good. Yeah, and it's um, scary, actually. How good they can yeah. be. Like, I mean, a couple of absolute bargain signs like Calais Campbell is just... Will they give up like a fifth round or something for him? Like, no. Like that for that, for that yeah. cheap, yeah. DJ Fluke has it's, come in on, on the offensive line, who's not the best in pass blocking, but that's not, not what the Ravens need him to be. He's there to no. block the run. and Yeah, he's a, very good for that. Patrick Queen added in the draft at linebacker. He's my favourite linebacker. Yeah, yeah they're... They're just so good. I, I don't really know who stops them. The North. I just can't see them winning less than 14 games. <laughs> no, 14 games seems like the floor to me, which is insane. Is but a, yeah. I don't know who beats them, really. So the Steelers are good, and maybe they can 
do something on defense and get enough offense. But to me, the the Ravens would have to play down. The Steelers would have to be like, like a perfect game for them to beat them, which doesn't happen too often, does it? No. Uh, they play the Chiefs in week three. Yeah, um, that's a big one. That, to me, it's almost for the number one seed three weeks yeah, into the season. Week three, <laughs> season's over. Really, their schedule, as outside of that, they play the NFC East, uh, which is a bit of a walkover, really, for them. Uh, yeah, I'll maybe lose one game looking at their roster, uh, the yeah. schedule. That Chiefs game, I mean, in the NFL, any team can always lose. So, like, 6-0 is, like, there's a reason. No one really does it. But, yeah, it's hard to really see a game they won't be favouring. No. They, yeah, they're going to be favourites exactly. every single week. They're four to eleven. Yeah. Uh, fancy any of the others to win the league uh, division? It's the Steelers four to one, Browns seven to one, and the Bengals thirty-three to one. Okay, like we said, if Lamar Jackson goes down with injury, then to see is a favourite for me because yeah. I think Robert Griffin can run this offense. I don't think he's going to come in and it's going to be a disaster. But yeah, it's it's basically an injury, isn't it? I think that's the only thing stopping the Ravens. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams like that in there. You get you take the star quarterback down, and it, yeah, the, 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 the team looks a lot weaker without them. There yeah, you know, of course. That is um, it's the AFC preview done in just over an hour. So that's not bad. Hour and five minutes. Okay. Happy with that for the AFC preview. We're gonna be back a couple of days time with the NFC preview. Um, anything else to plug for this one, Dave? The fancy leagues are going, aren't they? Yeah. So the mega league literally filled up last night. Um, so that one is completely done. That's forty-eight teams. For that one, but we've got a new. I started a new cup, the first and ten fantasy cup. It's like eighty teams. Draft twice in the season. a uh, bit of a weird format. Just read it, it's easier than me explaining it. Um go to first and uk, but it should be quite a lot of fun, say. The best part of fantasy is drafting, isn't it? So it is. yeah. getting two drafts in there. Um yeah. First nine weeks are like all points, head to head doesn't matter. And then from then on it's like a, a straight knockout basically. So yeah, pretty fun draft and yeah, I think we've got 20 odd spaces left in that so get in get in touch and yeah head to first10.co.uk you can find all the information there and how to enter we've also got um, the second year of our rookie league um, for all people wanting to get into fantasy so I, I should really call it the beginners league because I think rookie league makes it sound like it's like just rookies only <laughs> um, but yeah it's, it's all beginners people that have never played fantasy before people who uh, want to give it a try with other people who and then not feel the pressure of because I know it's like when you first start out, you're playing with people who have played before and yeah. you feel like you're doing some stupid stuff, which yeah, we all do when we first start out fantasy, yeah. But is this a chance to play with other people that have either not played before at all or played very little? And I mean, we did it last year and that league's sort of reformed for a second year, so it went pretty well for them. And yeah, it's quite a good way to get involved and I think it's quite a fun thing to do, just a yeah, nice beginner's league. So yeah, a few spots left in that and then the uh, first on 10 cup. We've got something for everyone, basically. Yeah. If you want to play fantasy, come and see us. We've got you sorted. No matter what kind of uh, what kind of game you want to play, we can. Uh, if it if it isn't already there, we can make it happen as well. Yeah, we've got eight fantasy leagues running already. <laughs> leagues got. Yeah, I think by the end of this, I think there'll be something like thirty-two leagues we're running between all the things, which is yeah, quite a lot. Dave says we as well. I do nothing involved in this. I just I just play in a couple of them. That's it. Dave does all this work. So yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> as, as a member of the community, we, we thank you for this. Oh, that's all right. I don't mind. This, this um, is a year when it all takes all the work. Send out all the invites. Just getting people joined. So if, if you have joined and you have got an email, please just join us. Yeah, just just join receive it. Yeah. It makes my life a lot easier. That's all, that's all I ask, really. We want to start the draft soon, so get, get in get in quick, quickly. Um, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days' time with our NFC preview. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at first and ten underscore. You can find me at Rosbo nine eighty three, nine eighty four. Even God, I'll give myself an extra year then. And uh, <laughs> you can find Dave at DJG twenty three. Well remembered. There you go. It's the three. Didn't know if you remember. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, until then, we shall uh, be back with that next podcast. Uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you later. Right. Stop that recording.